All right, everybody, welcome. Episode three of In the Cheap Seats. We are rolling. I'm Travis here with my good buddy Cole. Cole, we just got done with Monday Night Raw after Backlash, dude. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. We had a, I mean, Backlash actually delivered a little more than I expected. Um, Same. After after watching some of those matches. I mean, uh, Seth and Omos was about what I expected, but I did say in the last episode, I said... Uh, Seth is the one guy that can make Omos look good, and Omos yep. could be the guy to make Seth look bad. But Seth made Omos look good. Um, yeah. So that yeah. match, that match was, I mean, about what I expected. Maybe a little bit better, but uh, yeah. There's a lot of matches to get into on that card. There's, we did pretty good on those predictions, as far as I remember. You know. Yeah, for the most part, we did pretty darn good. I actually got to bring up the results while we're. Yeah, yeah. I'll start with the, the first match of the night was. Uh, Bianca and Io Sky, which I believe in the last episode I was like, blah, 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 no build up. This match is going to suck. I was dead wrong. Those two are absolutely incredible in the ring. Bianca took the win, retained the belt. Um, But it was 10 times what I expected. I don't know what I was thinking because I think I did say they were both great in the ring, but it was it was. 10 times better than expected for yeah. me. Yeah, I was so bummed that I got to your place like right when this was about was finishing. I think I caught like the last five minutes of it because I was able right. to get out of the house finally. But yeah, from what you told me, this one's just a barn burner. I got to go back and watch it still. But dude, Bianca, Bianca delivers every time. She's so good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the next match on the card was, but you got it pulled up, huh? Yeah, I think that the next one was Omos versus uh, Seth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hopefully, kinda... hopefully, what I found was in order. But yeah, we kind of went over that. Seth, mm-hmm. you know, Seth makes everyone look good, dude. Um, and we'll talk about Seth more later in the episode here, um, after with the with Raw and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought Omos did a pretty good job. I mentioned this while we we're watching the watching the show that he was actually doing a good job trying to gain some heel heat, yeah. uh, getting a little character work in. So mm-hmm. maybe he's growing. I, you know, we've talked, we've thrown some shade on Omos, but he could be coming around. Yeah, I'd love we'll to see it. it. I'd absolutely love to see it. Yeah. Yeah. After that, we got uh, we got the the triple threat with Theory, Bronson Reed, and Bobby Lashley. And uh, um, I just want to make sure all of our listeners know that, you know, my prediction of Bobby Lashley, I was, I was going with the funny pick at the time, but, you know, <laughs> it was definitely on the Theory bandwagon uh, uh, for this one. But I thought this was a solid match. Um, yeah. every, every, you know, everyone's doing their job. Bronson Reed's a very athletic big man mm-hmm. like the dude will hit spots that you're not anticipating you're not thinking he's going to do and it seems to be almost common like ko's a not you know not as big as bronson reed but ko does the same kind of thing right um but yeah you could see you could you could tell austin theory was going to come away with this and hold the u.s belt for a little bit longer so i wasn't surprised by the outcome yeah i uh, I, I will say that the ending for that match a lot of people were mad i think it was perfect I think yeah. it was it played to Theory's character absolutely yeah. perfectly. Yeah. Uh, I think Bobby hits a Bobby hits a spear on Bronson, and then Theory comes in, tosses Bobby out of the ring, pins Bronson, and that's match. That's absolutely perfect for Theory's character. Yeah. I loved this match. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm down. If that's the way they want to make Theory, is he's just he he kind of gets he steals these cheap wins he's constantly. Scummy. Yeah, scummy. That's a good word for it. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah I can <laughs> I can I can get into that kind of character. Like that was almost like you know dating myself again. But how Kurt Angle kind of started when he won the WWF title back in 2000. You know, he he right. squeak away mm-hmm. um, with these wins to hold on to the belt until he dropped it to the Rock. But right. yeah, same kind of thing. But uh, yeah, after that, then we got uh, we got Ray Ripley and uh, Selena Vega. Yeah, this this match, I mean, this is another one where I said that the buildup kind of sucked. Um, 
but I did I I do believe I mentioned that any match that Rhea's in, it's gonna be a good one. Well, and Zelina overperformed in my opinion too. I mean, yeah, I haven't seen a ton of her in ring in ring work. Um because yep. I just got like heavily back into it a couple years ago. Um yep. but she was great. She played yep. to the crowd perfectly, and I know she's she's from that area um down there in Puerto Rico, so she got a yep. big pop from the crowd. Yeah. Um, but that just fed into Rhea's heel heat, and it was it was a great match. Plus, there was a something big that happened there after that match that got us pretty psyched. That's true. Yeah. Because <laughs> after that match, we had the Bad Bunny and Damian Priest match. Yep. 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 Oh, yeah. I, I totally had it mixed up. I thought it happened after that match, but it was after Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. That yeah. makes more sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that was super psyched because, you know, we we became TikTok famous for all of our listeners who <laughs> haven't checked out our TikTok. Yeah. Uh, we are TikTok famous now. Totally um, famous. Yeah. So the, <laughs> the, the Priest and Bad Bunny match, you know, we we focused a bit on that in the last show. Mm-hmm. And rightfully so, because, you know, it got changed. It was going to be a tag with the Mysterios yep. inside one on one. I thoroughly enjoyed the match. Obviously, there were some times where you saw, you know, Bad Bunny's, I, I don't want to say amateurism because, you know, he competed in a professional wrestling match for all intents and purposes as a professional wrestler, right? He's just, just not but a full-timer. Not a full-timer, but Damian yeah. Priest definitely helped carry him. Damian Priest did some great, great selling in that match. Made Bad Bunny look like a million bucks, in my opinion. Absolutely. The crowd was so, so, so hot for the match because of Bad Bunny. And you know, Zelina Vega, the crowd was hot all night. That really mm-hmm. made the event for me. Absolutely. Because um, you could just feel that energy throughout the whole show. Um, yeah. but I'll, I'll let you get into your two thoughts and then, uh, we can, uh, we can get into, uh, we can get into some of the uh, surprises at the end. Yeah. I mean that match, I mean, it, it, I was expecting big things. I knew there'd be a big pop and, uh, yeah. I have seen bad bunny in the ring before and he's always been great, but like to your point about Damian priest and in the last episode, I mentioned him being a mid Carter. I, I feel like mm-hmm. this performance, even though he lost, yeah. I think it, I think it should be, I mean, he should be a main event guy based off of the performance that he had in that yeah. match. He he proved that he can work with anybody. I mean, I'm not saying Bad Bunny's clunky in the ring in any way, but he was just he sold so well. And I I, I just I thoroughly enjoyed the match, just like you said. Yeah. 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 Same. Same. And then it was awesome at the end to see the LWO yeah. come out yep. with Carlito of yep. all people. <laughs> I am. That's... So beyond bum that I've heard this is supposed to be a one-off for Carlito. I want yeah. him back full-time. I never thought I'd say that about Carlito, but I would <laughs> love to see him back full-time. He was very, yeah. he was super entertaining. Like He wasn't Absolutely. my favorite guy in his first run, but always super entertaining. The guy could work a mic. His character was hilarious. Yeah. Um, so why not you know get if you listen to this guys get the petition out there start 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 spamming wwe accounts and everything let's get carlito in for one more run eh and the dudes the dude is jacked looking look up us look up a side-by-side picture of his original run and when he came out of backlash the dude is huge he looks so good he's absolutely jacked and travis mentioned us getting uh tiktok famous um Check out in the cheap seats pod on TikTok. Um, that yes. is actually the, our reaction to Carlito coming back is what uh, what kind of blew up on on TikTok because uh, yeah. we we turned into twelve year olds and got all sorts of all sorts of riled up when Carlito came out. Oh yeah, both both marked out pretty hard. So that was that was <laughs> a lot of fun. We kept talking the whole night about hopefully seeing a uh, a Randy Orton return, which obviously we yeah. didn't get. But yeah, Carlito was unexpected, but very Absolutely. very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll let you go ahead and start getting into the uh, the one after that. 
what was our met was that cody and brock after okay. that that one we had the usos and sokoa the, the, the six-man oh, yeah, tag six-man tag uh the whole i understand that the bloodline thing has been super drawn out and people are loving it i'm getting a little tired of it i think it's i think it's a little bit overdone the match was okay yeah. um i will say i didn't expect the usos to take it but i do understand uh I do understand the route they're taking with the Usos taking that win. Yeah. And it's, I'm the one thing that they did right in this, in my opinion, I mean, the match wasn't bad. Like you said, it was, it was just fine, but we've seen a lot of the bloodline, but uh, you know, I talked about it before is there was going to be something janky going Mm -hmm. on in this match. There's going to be, had to be something fishy. And there was, you know, you had the whole heat with uh, solo Sokoa and it was, it was a Jimmy or Jay. That he was getting mixed up with. It was Jay. It was a Jay. Yeah. And so, yeah, Jay and Solo, like a little bit of beef there. So maybe there's a yep. cool story coming out of this where Solo kind of splits off from the Usos and the Bloodline, and you know, a little dissension in the ranks. So, yeah, that by putting together the six man tag in the first place, I think they made the right move in kind of allowing that to branch off and it kind of tell its own story instead right. of, instead of just the Usos fighting Sammy and KO all the time, or, yeah. you know, just the bloodline running rough shot over the whole roster. It's, you know, something new for us. Thank God. And I think, uh, I think the addition of Matt Riddle was basically just to be able to get solo in that match and not make it a two on three handicap. Yeah. And I know Matt and solo, had like their little rivalry for a little bit when uh riddle was challenging for the belt on smackdown which was interesting yeah, yeah. um but altogether i mean i liked it just as much as i like every other Russo match <laughs> yeah 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 and then yeah it's like i'm i could be interested in solo Sko as a character but i, yeah. I still i still hate the Samoan spike dude that's <laughs> not disrespect an umaga man it's not my jam i love Unreal. umaga umanga you keep you know William Regal pronounced it right for years. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why everybody can't get on board with this. Uh, or anyway, enough about the Usos. Like we said, uh, main event. Yeah. Cody Lesnar. So much excitement. Yeah, I mean, it was it was okay. You know, um, Brock getting cut and getting his crimson mask was, I mean, the first first good amount of blood we've seen in a long time in this in this PG era. Um, it was. I remember. We were talking during this match a little bit towards the end, and we were saying, "Oh, it looks like they might be going home." Yeah, you know, because because Brock was bleeding pretty good. Yeah, and, and then I, I thought that was accidental, and like, yeah, yeah we were thinking that they were going to go home because it's like, oh crap, you know, we can't we can't cover up all that blood. We got to just end it. Right, right. But then I mean, uh, everything I've been reading after is saying that it was it was intentional. He was supposed to get cut. Yep. Um, but I will say, uh, I enjoyed the match for the most part up until the end and uh yeah i'll i'll get into that a little later so i'll let i'll let you jump into your your okay. points on it uh, yeah for you know i guess what are you doing with cody kind of thing like i get he's fighting brock but up until and through the match we kind of talked about it on saturday is that there's no brock has not given any rhyme or reason as to like what his character's mentality is, you know, they haven't let Brock on the mic to talk about why he's attacking Cody. Like Mm -hmm. we get it. Everyone knows Brock's a big, bad monster and you can throw that in Cody's way, but you know, we're in it for the characters, the show, the entertainment. Tell me why, tell me why I care about what Brock's doing. Tell why, tell me why Brock cares about what he's doing. Exactly. And so (laughs) the match was, you know, it's a little forced, you know, obviously Cody and Brock can go in the ring 
the blood was a cool touch. I yeah. enjoyed that they they let that be a part of the story. Right. Obviously, there's more story to tell. Right. Um, but uh, just I mean, getting into the finish, you care. If, I mean, we'll get it. We'll we'll talk about the finish here, unless you wanted to start with that. No. Brock Brock <laughs> throwing Cody and the Camaro lock and uh, yeah, Cody Cody gets his shoulders on the map was... in one two three, super quick. Yeah. Not not any kind of back and forth F fives kickouts nothing crazy, um, and so it was, it was just meh. It was the same finish we got with that live in Ronda rivalry. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah and it, it was just it, it's just a lame finish to me because it's, it's yeah. you're not you're not putting anyone over in that situation. Sure, Cody got the win, but it's the whole thing is you're supposed mm-hmm. to build him up as this guy that beat the beast, you know. But I guess. Right. Looking at it now, they're they were trying to draw out the rivalry a little longer. I mean, yeah, hindsight being twenty twenty, right? Brock cut this crazy promo on Raw tonight, um, yeah. where he came out like a fucking lunatic and just Dude, screamed right? into the mic for three minutes. But we still don't right. know why he's doing this. But yeah, they did interview Cody later on in Raw. And he did point out the fact that he doesn't know why Brock is doing this. So maybe it's yeah. something they're going to play into later. Yeah. Maybe that's like a part of the story in and of itself now is mm-hmm. that Brock is just kind of a loose cannon. He's a little deranged. He's losing his shit. Right. And so he's just attacking. He's just, he's just doing it because he can kind of thing. Right. Which, okay. That's cool, I guess. But yeah, Brock was like unhinged and like holding Cody by the, you know, on the announce table yeah. like on the floor and it's just weird. screaming at the mic. It was, it was a weird move yeah but, i mean i'd like to see it pay off in the end yeah i mean clearly going back they had cody get the quick kind of i don't want to say cheap win but they had him get the quick roll-up win just to show that you know it's there wasn't really any well maybe better like it was a back and forth match no one really held the offense for the most part and right you know you let cody escape with a win so brock still looks like a badass monster and cody still yep. looks like he's a great wrestler and so yeah i feel like that's going to be a story we're going to get over Eventually. the course of the summer um <laughs> because we can segue you know into raw tonight yeah and start talking yeah. about you know not only yeah was brock screaming at cody like we said but yeah he was screaming at cody because brock got involved in the triple threat match that cody was involved in cody did yep. not win no. um and so seth ended up winning that triple threat yep seth, which uh, i mean based off our predictions in the last episode i mean we kind of had a general idea that was going to happen so it was uh it was cody seth and shinsuke i believe yeah uh, um it's cody yeah it's cody, cody seth, seth and, Shins- and shinsuke yeah and then it and then yeah. it was finn uh miz is and um finn oh, miz god how much we getting those already? <laughs> I think Shinsuke might have been might have been the guy Sh- in that last one. Shinsuke was with Finn. Yeah, you're right. It was Finn, Shinsuke, and Miz. Um, no, no. <laughs> Did the I'm show trying to find like, it. I'm trying to find it right now. This show happened like a couple hours ago. I know, and we already forgot. But anyways, anyways, regardless, Doesn't Seth, matter. Seth won his match. Seth won one of the triple threats. Finn won the other triple threat. They will face each other. Or they faced each other at the end of the night. They faced each other at the end of Raw. And yep. uh, they actually, my favorite part of that match is they showed a little homage to that first match they had when the Universal belt first came around. Yeah. When when Seth uh, kind of buckle-bombed Finn into the into the outskirts and it busted Finn's shoulder, but he won oh, that match yeah. and then had to hand the belt off. 
uh, Finn hit Seth with one of those tonight. Beautiful. And uh, and he's yelling at Seth, how do you like it? And I was like, this is fantastic. It's so much fanfare. I absolutely love it. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. And for anyone listening, just I'll be up front. I wasn't able to watch Raw tonight. So I texted Cole while he was watching it because it doesn't mm-hmm. come on for me until eight o'clock. So as of recording time right now, I still wouldn't be able to watch the entirety of the show and uh, time didn't allow it. So uh, but hats off to me. I saw the report where Brock was schedule for the show at the mm-hmm. last minute so cole and i were texting and i was like dude he's gonna get involved he's gonna screw cody watch and boom predictable wwe be better or hire us as writers shit yeah I absolutely think, like I'll, I'll i'll run that game for a little while let's see what 100%. happens 100 um otherwise i mean raw was it was a little bit underwhelming um we did yeah. get some build up which so <laughs> I'll start with this. Rhea had a squash match with Dana Brooke. Um oh, yeah. just absolutely destroyed Dana Brooke. And then I'm sitting there thinking after the match, I go, okay, someone's gonna come out and challenge for the belt, right? Yeah. Um in my head, I'm thinking <laughs> Becky, but at the same time, I after rethinking it, I go, okay, she's still running that program with Trish, so it's not gonna be Becky. Yeah. I wonder who they're gonna have uh, maybe one of these young stars from NXT to come out and challenge her. That'd be cool. Yeah. And then Natalia's music hits. Natalia. And I immediately flash back to her challenging Rhonda and I go, We're gonna have this again. Yeah. And Natalia's annual summertime title match, you know? Yeah. That's you need one. Here's the thing, I'll say I'll say this. Natalia's characters I don't know who who her character is. I don't know. She's she's her uncle, dude. She's Brett. She's one of the hearts. She's one of the hearts. Yeah. Yeah. I, but being that as it is, her character work isn't great. Her wrestling is. So, yeah. hell, throw her, throw her in there. Why not? Let her have a little moment in the sun to run with the to run with it. And she's, I mean, she's she's a bridge right now to get yeah. to SummerSlam for yeah. Rhea. And I'll throw out my prediction right now that we are going to get your Becky and Rhea match sure at SummerSlam. So. I think that's going to be the SummerSlam Raw Women's Title match. And it'll be beautiful. It would so be good. that'll so be a, that'll be an absolute banger of a match. Yep, and I think Ray is I think Ray is going to get a whole ton of squash matches from now until August. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, you know, running over Dana Brooke is you know nobody cares it, about Dana Brooke. Everyone runs around Dana runs through yeah. Dana Brooke. It's that's yeah. the squash match that they build. Um, yeah. And then there was the other little promo going back to me thinking it was Becky, and then realizing that it wasn't going to be Becky because yeah. Trish Stratus came out cut a promo against Becky um, said her daughter's stupid, doesn't know her colors and she's two years old, which was an interesting go. And then yeah. she trolled the crowd. She, cause Becky Lynch's music hit once and yeah. you know, Trish started acting all, Oh God, Becky's coming. And then the music stopped and no Becky and Trish goes, you guys are so gullible. So stupid. Did I say Becky? Trish goes, you guys are all yeah. stupid, gullible, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And then she starts going on another tangent and then Becky's mi- music hits again and Becky just shows up in the ring yeah. and it was it was absolutely beautiful she pops her once Trish rolls out and runs away <laughs> yeah yeah Trish does such a good job of playing uh, you know the heel yeah for, for being the face for so much of her time oh, yeah. in WWE I vastly prefer Trish as a heel I think she's fantastic um but yeah yeah I thought I thought it was a cool way for for Becky to get involved there and yeah. You know, Trish can still go. So um, right now, from what I've seen and read, Creative has Trish and Becky penciled in 
for Night of Champions, which yep. seems definitely to be the direction that they're yep. going. So absolutely. So far, that card's shaping up to be pretty okay. Yeah, you know, I mean, the Brock and Cody match is going to be there too. The Brock and Cody match will be there, but maybe that'll come to an end, have some finality to it. Fingers crossed. <laughs> you know, you know what I could I could see them going towards is you know they had this whole blood match and Brock's talking about look you know in his promo tonight. Look at my face. Look at my face. He's cut. He's got these <laughs> stitches and he's going psycho. Last man standing match or or like a stretcher match. You know, like maybe yeah. they maybe they just really embrace the blood, the the craziness and, and whatnot right. here. Or you know, current WWE. Maybe they just do like a hell in a cell or something wild yeah. like that. But. um I feel like there's going to be a stipulation with their match and of some maybe, sort. Yeah, we we maybe see that story come to an end so Cody can get on to his next thing, which Cody is gonna bridge stuff, I think, until SummerSlam, where right. maybe he competes for the for the world heavyweight championship there. But hopefully, uh hopefully we get our I, I think we're both hoping for the same match uh at Night of Champions. Cause yeah. I'm root I'm I'm rooting to get Seth. And Edge Absolutely. after after Seth beat Finn, hopefully hopefully they put Edge over on SmackDown, but uh, yeah. we'll see we'll see how those triple threats work out, and we'll we'll discuss more of those when we get to our uh, our show on Friday. Right, I mean talking about the uh, the triple threat matches though, we can give a little bit of a prediction into those uh, based off yeah. what we've seen so far. Um, we do have the triple threat matches set. Um, yep. One of them being Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory versus Sheamus, which I mean, based off the other triple threat, the other triple threat is absolutely stacked because the other one yeah. we have AJ Styles, it's AJ Edge, Edge, and Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio. Which, I mean, in all honesty, based off of those three, anyone from the second one we mentioned with AJ Edge and Ray, if yeah. any of them win, I'll be happy. You know, same. I will say this: I would, I'll be happy if any of them win. I'll be surprised if Ray wins. Yeah, um, I think like. AJ, AJ or Edge, I could see either. I wouldn't be surprised if either won that match. Right. For the first one, though, like who do you think they're going to put over there? I don't think they're going to put Theory over there. I think, uh, I think, I think they've beat Bobby Lashley into the ground. Um, I'm not a big Bobby Lashley guy. Um, yeah. They've been kind of teasing a, a championship push for Sheamus for a while. Um, yeah. So my pick for that match is Sheamus, and then my pick for the other one is a little bit of favoritism here it's going to be edge that's i should have, i should have gave in mind first because i was definitely going to say Seamus too he's the most <laughs> one he's the one i can see most likely right. to actually win that first triple threat but yeah right. like i'd be fine with aj styles because i think yeah. aj styles puts on phenomenal matches absolutely but, you know the nostalgia act in me a little and i don't really want to say nostalgia because that's not what edge is he can still right. go with the best of them but if i'm rooting for the best possible match i can see at night of champions it's seth and edge mm-hmm. so um i hope I, and edge versus sheamus at the end of smackdown is, is a pretty solid match too so i'm down if they yeah. go that route and yeah i'd be super psyched to get yeah edge, edge and seth for the belt at night of champions i hope that's i hope that's the route they go i wouldn't be super upset with sheamus and like i said with with, yeah. with aj ray and edge if any of them face seth at night of champions i'll i'll be psyched for it regardless yeah. um but when it comes to bobby and and theory i Theory and Seth have had their run already. Same with Lashley and Seth. Yeah, I'm I'm over it. You know. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm I'm a little bit in the same boat there. Um, they also announced on Raw tonight that there will be a tag team championship match on SmackDown as well. We'll be getting uh, Raquel and Liv against Bailey and Dakota Kai because 
I assume they're not throwing EO in a match right after that banger yeah. backlash. Yeah. yeah. She might be finding herself like, you know, coming back for another match against Bianca. Yeah. And they were also teasing uh, just based off the finish of that EO and Bianca match. They're teasing that EO might turn on Bailey is something that I noticed. I don't know if you, if you saw anything like that in no. any of the posts, but Bailey cost EO that match. Yeah, she did. She did. I did. I did come back. I did get there in time to see the end of yep. that where she did cost her the match. Yeah. I would be okay with that. You know, I, I said yeah. this, I said this on Saturday, like I'm, you know, Bailey's kind of lost in the ether right now herself. Yeah. I know we're talking about EO, but you know, Bailey in the same boat, like Bailey could be wrestling for the belts and putting on some good matches. Yeah. It's like, I thought it would have been smart to kind of break all them up anyway and put, yeah. uh, put Bailey like on raw is right. uh is as a challenger to Rhea, but you know if they're not going to have her fight for the if not going to have her challenge Bianca for the SmackDown belt, I just I don't know what the plan is with Bailey. Yeah. But if they break if they break EO off from her, then right. I'd love to see a Bailey versus EO program, absolutely, because yeah. they're both great in the ring. It'd be it'd be a good watch. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I I could I could get into that one hundred percent. Um, I feel like they're gonna, I don't know run with like you said like there's a little bit of dissension in the ranks there too yeah um so i think you're probably spot on they're gonna i bet you they're gonna put raquel and live over oh yeah 100 percent. yeah what do we got next on the docket travel well we have gone through a lot of our docket yes, actually already yes, i mean you know we had talked about uh we talked about backlash we talked about Raw, where I was meh. My boy, The Miz, ate the pin tonight, too. That, that yeah. about Raw. <laughs> I forgot to mention that. I knew he was going to. Yeah. And we did pretty, we didn't mention this. We did pretty good on our predictions for uh, for Raw, though, and the competitors in general after they got announced, because yeah. they got announced after we posted the last episode. Right. And I think, I, I think we mentioned just about everybody who was in there. Um, I missed one mentioning Gargano. I thought Gargano would be in one of those matches. Yes, and I don't think anyone mentioned Theory being in the matches. Mm-mm. So no, and we mentioned Gunther. No Gunther. That yeah. surprised the hell out of me. Yeah, putting in Theory and not Gunther. I think if they, I think if I remember correctly, during the last episode when we mentioned Gunther, um, you mentioned kind of like a how do you not have him win kind of thing, right? And I think that's kind of the premises. You can't. Gunther's like, I mean, he's super over right now, and the dude's yeah. a stud, just running with the IC belt. Like, if you put him in, like, you don't want to stop his momentum and have him right. lose unless you're ready to put that strap on him too. Right. Uh, one more note on Raw, and I am so ready for a Dexter Loomis push. Are you? I am so ready. I Hell love yeah. that character so much. I absolutely love Dexter Loomis, and now with. Uh, Indy Hartwell over there, they could start their uh, their romance back up, like from oh, NXT. Yeah, well, they did. They have a little backstage segment I yeah. saw with um, uh, Finn or not Finn. It was with, uh, Gargano. Yeah, yep. Johnny, Candice LeRae, Indy, and Dexter Loomis because Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville were running around with a petition for a rematch. Yeah, yeah that's right. And uh, <laughs> they're like, "Hey, should we? Do you think we should sign this?" And the camera pans over to Dexter, and he just gives a thumbs down. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "This yeah. is perfect. I absolutely love it." Getting the old gang back together. Absolutely. Oh, that's money. Yeah, and Gargano. That's another guy. I'm a huge fan of Gargano. Give him more screen time, dude. 
I know. And what really makes me mad is they changed his entrance music. They changed it from a female mm-hmm. voice to a male voice. And it makes me angry because it sounds way worse. But mm-hmm. that's that's all beside the point. I love watching Gargano in the ring, but I haven't seen him in the ring in so darn long. I know. I, I really enjoyed the program he did with uh, Tommaso Ciampa in, yeah. uh, in NXT. Think, it was so good. I think Ciampa's still hurt. I think so, too. Yeah. Because he was running around with The Miz for a little while on Raw. Yeah. Um. But we haven't seen him on TV in months, probably six months, if not yeah. longer. But you know what we do keep seeing on TV? Miller Light exactly. Cans. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Cole and I with the uh, strategic ad placement again tonight. It'll be, uh, be a regular thing going forward. Our Miller Light. We'll have a Miller Light segment or something one of these weeks, maybe. Sponsor us, Miller Light. A Miller Light. It's like... Here's the thing. We live in we live, you know, in Idaho. We can we can run to the store and get a, a you know, 12 pack of 16 ounces for yeah. 17 bucks, guys. Just <laughs> send us some for the shows. Absolutely. We will place it. We will talk about how great it is. Only 96 calories. <laughs> and we'll just run with it. <laughs> Only 96 calories. Yeah. It was like three, three point two carbs, right. two grams of carbs, something like that. <laughs> more filling so travel I mean, <laughs> I mean so this is basically kind of just a filler episode kind of a recap episode um of yeah. backlash and a little bit into raw and things are getting interesting we're going to see some some good stuff on on smackdown but we'll have more yeah. once that comes we will. um so what do you think we we jump into w's and l's of the week hell yeah dude yeah yeah Give me uh let's start with L's this week, huh? Oh, that's a change. I like that. Yeah, go go ahead and start with yours, Trap. Okay. Well, I, I tried to catch up on Raw as best I could, as you know. Mm-hmm. Uh so I caught a little bit of the highlights. Thank you, Reddit. Shout out to R Squared Circle for always having dominant, dominant material. Um, so I got to see my L of the week there. A small clip of Dana coming out for her match, and there's a 10 year old kid sitting at ringside absolutely not paying attention (laughs) and dana comes up and she's like hey what's up left hanging absolutely left hanging dana i'm sorry nobody cares about your character (laughs) the most notable thing you have done in wwe is batista hitting on you for a hot minute and then bailing to go shoot another guardians of the galaxy movie (laughs) you're you can work, girl, but I'm sorry. You gotta, you gotta do something on the mic. You gotta make me care because right now that kid sitting in the front row who cares enough to spend the money for that ticket does not Another care that you're in a match. Yeah, yeah, yep. he doesn't care. So my L of the week goes back to backlash, um, and it is the ending of that Brock and Cody match. Yeah, because we we talked about it after the fact, and I go how. No one's getting over. I, I I started to wonder. I'm like, is this like Brock being difficult backstage, saying he doesn't want to be, he doesn't want to put Cody over clean. Um, and I mean, at the time, it just looked to me, it was, what are they doing with Cody? Yeah. He didn't beat him clean, and it, it's it doesn't make Cody look any better. It looks like he weaseled away with a win. But now, yeah. I mean, looking back at it now, hindsight's twenty twenty, like he said. Yeah. I I can see they're going to keep running with that program. And I mean, maybe something will come out of it, but the ending of that match was my L of the week. That's fair. That's fair. I know as we're watching that show, we both talked about how like what a deflated way to end that show was, especially because dude, the crowd was so hot. Mm -hmm. The crowd was so hot in Puerto Rico. Like guys, WWE go back to Puerto Rico. Those, those people give a shit. 
they're fun, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. Which speaking to how hot that crowd was, let me just use that to get into my W of the week. Yeah. Because it definitely goes to Carlito for coming yeah. back for the appearance. 100%. That was the coolest. And the fact that he had the apple. Yeah. Gave, but eventually <laughs> they got popped around the ring a little bit as he ate. It looked like he weren't going to get it. And then, you know, he comes, he kind of returns back after he gets hit out and hops back in the ring and, uh, um, uh, gives gives someone a piece and he spits the apple so we got yes. we got the whole the whole nostalgia thing going on it was so much fun but yeah dude like i've watched a few like fan videos of the crowd popping during carlito's entrance yeah. everybody just went ballistic <laughs> so, do you yeah. uh do you happen to remember whose face he spit the apple in it was the best person to spit it, it, it was, was it, it was dominic it was dom after yeah. ray hit him with a 619 it was beautiful. oh yeah oh, absolutely yeah. beautiful yeah. Um, I'll, I'll jump into my W. Um, my W was that match between Bianca and EO. Oh, um, oh yeah. That's a good one. Cause, cause leading into it, I had zero expectation. I knew they were both great in the ring, but the buildup just wasn't there for me. Yeah. But after, after watching that match, I, I stand so corrected. Cause that for a while there, I thought EO was going to win that match. Yeah. EO was putting the beat down on Bianca and I go, are they going to, are they going to ch- change the belt at backlash right now? Yeah. And and then of course Bianca comes back with a KOD and yeah. wins the match, but it 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 exceeded my expectations by by so much. So that they got my W of the week for this oh, one. Yeah, that would have been crazy to put the belt on EO during during right. backlash, take it off of Bianca just like that. Yeah, that was I I really got I'm really looking forward to going back and watching that match. Probably gonna do that tonight. Fantastic. Yeah, after we finish recording, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna pop that on and check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Top fives, huh? It's our top five of the week. We got time. a top five. Yes, we haven't gotten any flack for our previous top fives, but we're growing the show. We'll see. So yeah. someone will this, give us a hard time eventually. Someone, yeah. People will go back and listen. I hope. And, and, and uh, my top five on this one might get some of that flack. I'm really looking forward to hear yours because I don't know. I can always kind of guess a few of your top fives. At least yeah. I think I might know one or two. But that's <laughs> it. Yeah, you probably know my number one and two, but yeah. from three down, go, go ahead and start with your number five, Trav. Yeah, let's start so, oh, I, we should probably say what our top five is this week. Oh, it's finishers <laughs> this week. Yes. Uh, Cole came up with this week's on the spot. I had a question mark in our Google Docs and Cole just writes finishers. I erased all the question marks because I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's top five finishers. Again, reiterate on these lists. This is not what we think are the best finishers or the most athletic finishers. These are just... Yeah our favorites the ones we like for whatever reason we may give you it doesn't matter they're our favorites so my number five going old school to start off the list don't you say the atomic leg drop i thought about putting the leg drop on there for real God, you didn't i did honorable mention (laughs) to the leg drop uh my number five is the DDT, the original with Jake, Jake the, Snake. the Snake. DDT. You know it's a good finisher when literally every single current wrestler has one in their moveset. And not only does everyone have one in their moveset, everyone has some sort of way variation. in which they do it. Some variation, yeah. yeah. Um, or as Michael Cole would like to say, a modified DDT. Yeah, everything's modified. Everything's modified. <laughs> so everyone has it. But when Jake did it, it looked so devastating. You know, yeah. you wrap the guy's head under your arm and you slam him into the mat. Yeah. And he just sold it so well. The DDT, it just like, it looked like he was, I remember being a kid and being like, oh my God, mom, dad, yeah. like they have family at home. <laughs> that man ruined that man's life. And, it was and so devastating. Props to Jake's opponents back in the day too, because they sold that shit like no other. Yes, um, sir. And Should a cool I jump? name too. 
It is a great name. Yeah. What it, it, it's it's poison. DDT is poison. Oh, now I know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm a bad wrestling fan. Anyways, um, I'll jump into just, my number five. You're just a five. young wrestling fan. <laughs> so my number five actually is a little callback to our top five from last week. Okay. Or last episode, I should say. Yeah. Um, my number five is the Glam Slam from Beth Ooh, Phoenix. Ooh, I like um, it. Specifically the one she hit on Dom recently, because that one was oh, fantastic. Yeah. But uh, it was it was one of the most devastating finishers in the women's division back in the day, yeah. because, because Beth was the one doing it. Um, yeah. So Beth has earned a place at my number five with the glam slam. Beth was a badass in the way she got the chicks up for that. Like, yeah, like, dude, Beth, yeah, Beth would fuck me up for sure. I'll, and then I can I can jump into my number four. Yeah, and go then ahead. You can go four and three. Yeah, sure. Um, So my number four belongs to um someone that we are very fond of at this podcast. Um, My number four goes to the Riptide. From oh nice it is probably the most devastating finisher in the in the women's division right now yeah. um i don't know if i've ever seen anyone kick out of it um correct no. me if i'm wrong in the comments on youtube in the reviews on apple podcast say yeah. what you want on spotify anywhere you get your podcast we're there um sweet but yeah <laughs> number four goes to the riptides so what you got for four and three travel they should uh, to add on to yours they should I, I, if, if you're right about that and you probably are they should protect the shit out of her out of her finisher you know mm-hmm. like like they protected um you know the tombstone pile driver and stuff like right. that for years they should absolutely protect that so my number four not as old school but i wanted to throw a submission move in there okay can you guess which one i picked uh is it is it the walls of Jericho? No, but I thought figure about four. walls of Jericho. No, the figure four was going to be the next one. I went with the sharpshooter okay. because I used to love Brett the Hitman Hart. Yeah, and again, everybody has a freaking sharpshooter. Like almost, I mean, I guess not everyone. It's not quite the DDT level, but yeah. you know, Rock had a sharpshooter. Natalia still uses the sharpshooter, but back when Brett did it, it was there. You know, he locks that in. It's over. Like that's yeah. the match. It's done. Um, and you know. Back then, and wrestling is obviously different than it was in the mid '90s and late '90s. But you would see, like, to see to go back and watch, like, if I could ever recommend a match to a non wrestling fan to get into wrestling, watch Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret the Hitman Hart at WrestleMania 13. It's a submission match, and you watch some of the interviews with uh, Bret and Austin, and they talk about how they just thought the match was going to stink up the joint because Austin's not a submission wrestler; he's a brawler, um, even at that time. He had nothing in the arsenal for it. And uh, they, I mean, it blew the roof off the place. And whenever Brett would sink that in, you would just hear pops, you know, like yeah. everyone's going crazy. It was so cool. But yeah, got to give some love to the sharpshooter. My number three, mm. I went with the RKO. Okay. You convinced me on this while we were talking earlier about <laughs> when you were, we're before we recorded the show tonight. Cole and I were just we were going over notes and talking, and uh, Cole mentioned the uh, the RKO on Evan Bourne mid shooting star press best yep. RKO ever. I'm like, dude, there's been a lot of good RKOs. Yeah, I started thinking like, damn, you know, just the way Randy can just hit it at the drop of head. You never know when Out it's coming. Nowhere, it doesn't have to baby. be build up, and just throws down like it's it's such an exciting element to add to the match that yeah. quickness and yeah got to give some love to the rko all right this is the one that's going to throw you for a loop here but right. after i say it you're gonna you're gonna go okay i understand and my number three is the cobra baby 
Santino Morales Cobra. Uh, <laughs> I've brought up this match multiple uh, times. Dude, you might the as well <laughs> put the Simone Spike on yours. Oh my god. The match Lord. between Mick Foley with Sacco and Santino Morello with the Cobra. The Cobra, it was just entertainment. That's what it was, man. It's entertainment. San- Santino was pure entertainment, and I loved every second of the guy. That's why his Cobra has earned the number three spot on my list. So I'll jump into my number two. Okay, number two. My number two goes to the Stone Cold Stunner. Ooh. Um, Ooh. I mean, the move speaks for itself. KO's yeah. hitting it now. Uh, but, I mean, it's quick, it's gorgeous, and it's iconic. I mean, it's. Yeah. I don't have to say much more about Stone Cold Stunner. Is it um, – you think it's by design? Because whenever KO hits it, they always, they always call it the Stunner. Yeah, it's, it's not, not the Stone Cold Stunner. It's not stunner. the Stone Cold Stunner. It's, it's like slight yeah. difference, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just Stone Cold's not doing it anymore. They can't call it Stone Cold. Yeah, you can't. (laughs) But I never thought anybody would use the stunner just because Austin just made that such a popular move. But yeah, right. one of the best of all time. I'll I'll get into my number two. Yeah. I went with the rock bottom. Okay. I love (laughs) the rock bottom, dude. It's such a simple move, but it's again, because it's because of the suddenness of it. Don't you you mean the manhandle slam? No, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you might say something like, don't you mean the bookend? <laughs> so, dude, you might have been a little young to watch the uh, whole invasion angle, but that was like a whole thing that Booker T used the rock bottom, but he called it the bookend. Yeah. Because Booker T legitimately <laughs> used that move in WCW. And it did look slightly different than the rock bottom, but yeah, no. The rock bottom was cool. Just because guys, the, the match would be gone. They'd be kind of, you know, so whatever. But it's like the arc or KO. Rock just picks you up and boom, rock bottom. Yeah. Like it was I like this I like those types of finishers that can just be popped off, you know, at the snap yeah. of your fingers. Right. I, I think it, it adds it adds to kind of that element time. Like, I didn't see that coming. Holy shit. So cool. Right. Come into your one. You want my one? I my one, one is the stone cold stunner. As it should be. That's my favorite, <laughs> dude. Nothing better than a Stone Cold Stunner. The greatest move in all of wrestling. Well, my number one also landed on your list. And oh. uh, I'm just kidding. It is uh, Socko. No, I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> my number one is the RKO. And okay. I'm, I'm sure you saw that coming because I'm a, I've stated it multiple times on this pod. I am a Randy yep. Orton fanboy. Yeah, um, as you should be. Hit it out of nowhere. I mean, look back to, the, of, of course, the one you mentioned with, with Evan Bourne and then I mean, back to the one with Seth Rollins when he's going for the stomp. Randy pops him into the air and hits him with the RKO on the way down. I mean, it comes out of nowhere. It's it's gorgeous. It's memeable. I mean, there's memes yeah. about it everywhere. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's the greatest finisher of all time. The RKO is good, and that actually gave me a good idea because I was gonna say, you know what else Randy is like goaded in besides finishers? The fucking slam. Oh <laughs> yes, yes, he is. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I don't know either, but uh, yeah, like just the quick, yeah, yeah. Like fireman's carry slam type of thing. Yeah, something like that. Um, entrance music. Randy's oh, always had bomb ass entrance mm-hmm. music, dude. Like when he started the whole like um I can't remember what like the song was, but it was so good. Evolution's theme was so good when he yeah. was rolling with them and then he got his own and it was so good. Then the voices is voices. Good, it's so mm-hmm. good. That should be next week's top five. Entrance. Top five entrance. Oh, yep. I got my list already. So do I. I in fact number I have- one, Santino Morello. Oh my god! <laughs> I could do I could do a list of ten on entrance themes, but hundred percent narrowing it down to five will be fun. 
um, with finishers, I I struggled to come up with my number five. I wasn't sure because there was There's like so three many. Or, there was three or four floating out there that I thought mm, I want to put that one. Mm. And then you mentioned some were going over notes, and I thought, yeah. man, I could use that too. <laughs> and so I didn't want to start stealing your ideas from our notes because you know the whole uh, the, we we give each other a nice element of surprise with these. That's what makes the segment fun, right? Well, I think uh, finishers is probably a good spot to finish, huh? Hey, look at that. <laughs> so um, we will be back uh, Friday night. If they're not post, if, if the pods aren't posted Friday night, we'll, they'll be up Saturday. Yep. Um, we're going to cover what happens on SmackDown. Um, check us out everywhere. We're yep. on Twitter at Seats Pod. We're on TikTok at In the Seats Pod. Yep. Um, did, I say, did I say Twitter twice? No, you said TikTok. you might have. You might yeah, be, whatever yeah. TikTok in the seats TikTok pod. in the seats pod, um, YouTube in the seats pod as well. Um, otherwise, we're we're basically just in the seats pod at every every social platform you can find. So, yep. yep. Travis, you got any parting words? Oh, not really. Look us up, guys. Give us some follows. We'll we'll get more material on uh, TikTok for you. Some more uh, more humor based wrestling takes of ours, maybe maybe right. being thrown up there. But uh, yeah, check us out. And like Cole said, if you don't uh, if you don't find us Monday night after Raw before you hit the hay, if you don't find us Friday night after SmackDown, uh, look for us in the morning. We brighten up. The goal is, you know, we'll give you guys your wrestling fix on your way to work, on your way around to do yard work or whatever it is you're doing on your Saturdays. Um, but yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll we'll give you something unique, something fun, and keep coming back, and we'll have some fun with you guys. All right, adios, folks. Yeah, see you guys. Yeah, fucking love LA night. <laughs>